Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Too Legit to QT, where you can get it done with. I'm not going to do it. So okay. <laughs> you can get it done with Tish and be on the cover with me, Koya. Because this is the thing, Bestie. Now people are actually commenting on our little bit, how you never answer. So that's okay. Uh <laughs> no, it's fine. It's yes. fine. I'm going, people, I'm going to do it one day. One day. One day. But today is not that day. But no. today we have my good friend, on-air beauty expert and former celebrity hairstylist, Jennifer McDougall. Welcome, Jennifer, to the show. Hey, hey. guys. How are How you? Good to see you. Yes. Yeah, so me and Jennifer actually met at a hosting class, um, and we literally hit it off. I think we both were wearing sneakers. Were we both wearing gold sneakers? Sneakers Jennifer? and a dress. Yes. 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 Her, but her shoes were Gucci. Her shoes are Gucci. She had shoes on her <laughs> And I just remember she was like, we didn't know each other. And we sat next to each other. And I was like, oh, you're so fly. And she was like, I like your sneakers. And I was like, oh, I like your sneakers too. And then we were kind of like uh, BFFs at the class. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you just we had just the best energy. You draw everybody to you. So uh, that was your magic. Oh, stop, stop it, stop it. Well, every, if you follow Jennifer on Instagram and all social media platforms, you know that she radiates positivity and light and she is a boss and she is always just so gorgeous and beautiful. I mean, as you can see Thank with her you. beautiful tree in the background. <laughs> I decided to bring it for you guys. There was many angles I could do like a boring wall. I was like, you know what? Let's do the Christmas tree. We need some spirit. We need some good vibes this year. Absolutely. And we have something to celebrate. We have a new president. I remember when we um, when we first were asking you to come on the show, we didn't, you know, we didn't know what was happening. But now we're like in, in the clear. Well, almost in the clear, you know. I think our president is being the old president. New, new horizons are <laughs> happening. <laughs> new horizons. Yes, 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 yes. So, Jennifer, um, you've had such an amazing career. You started off as a celebrity hairstylist, and now you are literally a beauty influencer and on-air beauty um, expert for QVC. What inspired your career in entertainment? So, you know, as a little girl, I used to watch TV like all of us do. And I always wanted to do something in beauty. And I didn't want to work just in like a normal salon. I wanted to be the girls on the TV giving the tips. <laughs> so that's kind of like where it went. Of course, it didn't start out there. It started off working as an assistant in a salon, building my way up, working with different brands along the way, mostly with L'Oreal. And then going into salons and helping them with their education. So that built my confidence because I could speak in front of people. Then I ended up getting some like speaking engagements where I would represent a brand. Sometimes it might be a clip in a video. Then it went into TV. So it just kind of grew. And then with um, with QVC, before I went to QVC, I did two other shopping networks, HSN. And also I did Evine, which is now called Shop HQ. One, I did a, a flat iron sale. So it was like, you know, flat iron the hair. And the other one I filled in for uh, Lisa Price on Carol's Daughter when she was off for health reason. And I loved working with both of those brands. They were amazing. So my portfolio built up. And then when an opportunity came with QVC, I jumped on it. And they said, would you like to do another category besides beauty? And I chose style. And that's where it all went. So that's what I'm up to today. Wow. I mean, that, you know, the inner breaking into the entertainment industry is so hard whether you're an actress whether you're a producer whether you're a hairstylist how are you able to like build and maintain those relationships because you like consistently leveled up yeah you know sometimes it's being in the right place at the right time and you can plan everything you can email everyone and you can get at home and make your list and say i'm going to do all of this and then one night you can just be at the right party and meet the right person. And that's kind of how some of the things happen for me as well. So I'm not saying that one thing is better than the other, but always go out, always be ready and always do your list as well. So um, one of the biggest jobs that I got was when I started working on Project Runway and that happened from knowing a makeup artist 
who used to date a guy who was an agent. And then we went to their party and then they met me, but I didn't get hired for the job or anything until one day somebody was sick. At 6 a.m. I got a call and I was on set and, you know, within 20 minutes and then the rest is history. I started working on the show after that. Wow. No, it's that's really interesting as well, um, because a lot of the times um, I find that a lot of people that I speak to, they think that um, it's not about being ready. They think that it's really just about like creating a bunch of like things that aren't intentional, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So did you find yourself creating like or or intentionally being ready in specific areas? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to answer that for you. I feel like sometimes I would go out and go to a job and it's all about your mindset too. Because if you go there and you think, okay, this is a test, which means you're probably not getting paid. If you go there thinking, I don't really want to go do that, then Mm. you're going to bring a negative energy. You're going to get nothing back. But if you go in thinking, you know what, I don't have anything going on today. If I go and I meet this photographer, this model, and if anything, I come out with some a new friend or a new opportunity or learn something new, that's when the relationships build. And that's when people start trusting you. So I feel Mm -hmm. like it can evolve from even the slightest little thing. And just like I met you, Takoya. You know, like we didn't know we were going to meet each other that day. And uh, I've also stayed in touch with a few other people from the same class. And it's great because you learn and you build from people who are within your community. And I think that's the most helpful. You know, we were talking to Barbara about that, like um, still staying professional, even in a casual environment, because that's the thing. Even if you are at a party, you never know when you're Mm -hmm. um, talking with somebody who may have the potential to hire you. So it's like, but you still have to like have fun and be yourself because you can't be uptight and say, oh, I'm not having like a drink or I'm not, you know, I'm just going to be because it's not an interview, you know? Right. Um, But we were, we were talking to Barbara about that, like being a millennial, being, being a millennial, being a generation, is it Zier? Who's underneath, uh, underneath us? Yeah, it's generation here. How to still be professional, but still operate in a casual environment, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a fine line, you know, because sometimes people um, that you're friends with they become your collaborators, and even Mm -hmm. I was at a shoot the other day, and somebody's boss was now part of their crew. So (laughs) you never know; everything can change and evolve, and that's great. You know, it's good to move it around. Right, right, right. So, so how do you, uh, like, you talked a little bit about, like, going places and sometimes, you know, like, as a, I'm a freelancer as well, like, mm-hmm. when you go places, is there a certain, like, do you have in your mind when you go to these places that, you know what, I might be able to meet somebody or is there some sort of preparation that you have just in case you might re- meet the right person when you go to these places? Yeah, well, to start, I'm not going very many places right now. But anyway, <laughs> but now I'm virtually going to places and virtually bringing people into my home. So, yes, I would say that, like, now what I'm trying to do is, in the beginning when I moved to New York, I'll back it up, I tried to go to many events. And every time I met somebody at a job, I would, you know, if we had a connection, I would try to follow up with them and check in with them, like, to keep the relationship going. There's nothing worse than when that one person comes around and they just want you for the job, and that's the only time you hear from them. So I, you right. know, we all want to work, but it's great to keep in touch with people all along the way if it's somebody that you feel like you would like to stay in touch with. So yes, I would go out and think like you should dress a certain way. You should go out and try to talk to a, like two to three people, smiling, mm-hmm. you know, introducing yourself, taking their information as opposed to giving yours because when you have their information. You can follow up, but just passing your cards out doesn't mean it's going to get anything back. So that was another trick that I always felt was a good one, whether it's adding them on social media or taking their card. I would always want to do that. And now with virtual, I'm trying as much as I can to keep motivated with like one to two times a week saying I need to reach out to this person or that person to do something virtual like this or just even have like a conversation, meet for lunch, if you know, if we're in the same place. 
So just keeping those connections alive because that gives me inspiration. Just seeing you ladies tonight, it inspires me. And, you know, we'll be able to just keep rolling through 2020. <laughs> you know, you talk. Oh, let's see, Jennifer. Yeah, the comments come in, guys. So you know how I get with <laughs> You know, Whitley um, is actually a friend of mine. We went to school together. Um, you see Riverside, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> but we actually stay connected via social media and Whitley, her, she has a motivational platform just like myself. Um, and, um, it's, it's so interesting because you do stay connected with people through social media and then you figure out like ways that you can help them and ways that you can stay motivated. I've even called her and asked for her advice. Um, you know, you've talked a lot about working from home and staying motivated and being in the right mindset. We talk mm -hmm. a lot about that. Uh, yeah, we talk a lot about that <laughs> on the show. Um, what things do you do to stay motivated? Because specifically in the pandemic and yes. you know, knock on, knock on wood, we may be going through another shutdown. What mm -hmm. do you do to stay motivated? I mean, you have an incredible brand that you've built. Anybody that goes on Instagram can see that. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. How do you stay motivated? Because you're always so positive and clearly people are attracted to your energy. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And as we all know, what you see on social media doesn't mean that that's not the truth, but I'm, I don't put up if I'm crying and no makeup on and, you know, all depressed about something. I don't put that out. Not that that happens that much, but I'm just letting you know, I am a real person. And yeah. the biggest thing that helps me get through is getting up early, putting on my makeup, you know, showering, getting ready, putting makeup on. The days that I don't put on my face and I go in and look at myself in the mirror, I just don't feel as good about myself. Now, I'm not saying I don't like myself with no makeup. I don't feel ready for work. I don't feel ready to make a call. I don't feel ready to, to smile at someone out in the street the same. So I feel like that really helps me with my mindset to you know look good i'm in work mode let's do this i also like to make a list and i'll write everything down in the morning of what i would like to achieve today and then i just start checking it all off and that mm. helps me to make me feel like i've accomplished something so if i want to have a nap at two o'clock i'm like i already did my list i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i love you know i love that because a lot of people were talking about that just being in lockdown for four months, some people were like, this is the first time I put on makeup after four months. And you don't really feel your personal best when you're just even getting dressed. Maybe for some people it's putting on makeup, maybe for other people it's just putting on regular clothes that aren't sweats because when you're working from home, sometimes you just have sweats on. Um, yeah. I think, and Beyonce talks about that. She says that when she doesn't feel her personal best, she takes a little bit more time to get ready. So that way she does feel good about herself. Mm -hmm. so, um, I think that's an excellent like tip and trick in the pandemic to get dressed every day. Yes. <laughs> but I, I also I also think that um, you have a process, right? Of how you um, and, and Darkoya knows she'll go right into mindset. I'll go right into process. Yes. <laughs> right? that's, that's how that's how it works around here, Jennifer. I'm like, yeah, okay. So you have a process. <laughs> Um, and it sounds like like you've kind of kind of found a way to where you start doing things that'll help you take the steps needed to get where mm -hmm. you need to be on a day to day basis. And I think a lot of the times when you're an artist or an entrepreneur, you don't understand how a daily process because you don't have like a structural platform, how significant that can be in accomplishing your goals. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, having a checklist, waking up in the morning, doing your makeup to start your day, like having a process and not skipping out on days and committing to your process really makes a big deal when you're trying to get somewhere. It really, it really, really makes a big deal. Mm -hmm. yes. so no, it really does. And you practice, and you practice compassion because you said that if you check off enough things on your list and you need a nap, you know, the day doesn't have to go exactly as planned. Right. I love that. You know, I think we were talking to Barbara about that, and um, I remember. I think after the class, me and this other girl were talking about that. And she said, you know, a lot of artists and entrepreneurs, they they get caught up in like, you know, 
I love Gary V, but they get caught up in the Gary V hype, which is like, I have to do my morning fives, which are like, you know, uh, pray, do my meditation, do this and this and that. And my whole day has to go like this. And then she was like, you know, those things are just supposed to help you to accomplish your goals. Like you were saying, Tish, they're not supposed to be the be all in all. Like if your day doesn't go as planned, have compassion and do what you need to do for yourself. Um, but I think we just live in this hustle culture where everybody, they're just like, no, I have to do this because so-and-so says, says, says that we should do this. And with you creating your process, you know, you're like, this is what works for me. And sometimes it changes, but I, I start my day off like this is like a couple of yeah. hours. And also like, and also it's, you know, having someone else's structure is not necessarily the best thing for you. Like, I think the whole point of a person creating their structure is either one, they want you to buy into their structure because it actually works for you. Or two, they want to show you that if you create a structure of your own, it can help you kind of take on on your day-to-day and your day-to-day process, you know? So I think you don't necessarily have to adapt everybody else's process. You figure out what that works. Like you, girl, mm-hmm. yes, I take naps, you know? Like, <laughs> when I'm done, I take naps. I, I take it easy. Need um, a nap. <laughs> and I, I, I take where I need to take from, you know? I don't take the exactly. whole process. I'm like, maybe that'll be good if I add into my process, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I really do encourage people to really find your own process because right. it works best yeah. for you. Yeah. Then another and, thing that I, I did too, like during the 2020 portion of it, I know we're still in it, but we're wrapping it up soon, <laughs> is I would, sometimes I would think like, you know, I'm here in my apartment by myself, I'm working alone, especially when it was completely locked down. And luckily I was still doing some work, which was great. But you'd think like, I'm not getting a lot of calls from people except my family. And it would be like, why isn't anybody reaching out to me? Everybody's like doing their own thing. And then I realized... I need to check on people too. Other people probably feel the same way. And once I started doing that and saying like, I'm going to reach out to five people today and see, do, you know, they want to have a Zoom call. Would they like any help with anything? Do they need anything? And those things make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't done that yet, anybody watching, that's a good thing to do. Like don't always think that, why is everybody not giving me attention? Actually, you be the person to go out and search for them and give it to them. Mm. And it seems like that's also what you practice in your business relationships as well. Like you said, not always calling somebody when you need them or contacting them when you need them, but trying to um, create a holistic relationships. So, and speaking of relationships, you are a brand ambassador for Jackie. You are an on-air beauty expert for QVC. Can you tell us a little bit about how you how you just even obtained those like those jobs and how you've been able to like motivate everybody on camera in the pandemic? <laughs> well, it's been fun, especially working through the pandemic because everybody's getting to see us in our own homes and they're actually loving that. They're really really enjoying seeing that authenticity because you're all in your own spaces and they like to get a peek to see what's going on. So that opportunity came for me based on, as I told you about the story of me moving through my career and having a portfolio of work, like a reel of working on other channels. So I was able to present that and I was on QVC's roster when they needed, when when a brand needed someone else. So you could sit on that roster forever but then a brand came along and they they thought that I would be a good fit. We had a few meetings. We both really liked each other and the story of what was happening. So then the rest is history. Mm. And I think earlier you said, so you, you were a celebrity hairstylist and you just through networking were able to meet different people in order to get the QVC job, correct? So for the actual QVC job, I um, just reached out to QVC. You can go on their website and there's a a place where you can see if you can go out for an audition. Well, first you have to send in a reel. So you send in a reel, then if they want you to come for an audition, maybe they do virtual now, uh, I had to go in person. And so they give you a, a product, two products that you've never seen before with a little note card with a couple of like things about it. And then you have to go out and talk about it live. It's not live, but they're taping you live 
in front of the producers and that's your audition. So it's really, really fun and it's a mm -hmm. cool experience. It gets you to think on your feet and that's how I got connected with that brand. You know, I saw your I saw your reel like your website, um, and it, and it's so I love it. It's just it shows all of your experience you had on air experience as a as a celebrity hairstylist doing different um, different excerpts. Um, how were you able? You talked a little bit about your process just a second ago, but how were you able to prepare yourselves yourself for opportunities as they um, presented themselves? Well, I think it starts with confidence and doing baby steps along the way, surrounding yourself with people that you admire and someone who can help to mentor you to get you into that position. I know the very first time that I spoke in front of an audience, besides like Christmas concerts years ago, but you know, when I got to speak in front of an audience, I would be so nervous and I would be so concerned about how are everybody going to look at me and what are they going to think about me? Am I going to say the right thing? And so videotaping yourself which a lot of people are doing zoom calls and everything now we're getting more comfortable but watching yourself on video is very helpful the more that you video and present and watch it back you'll pick things apart about yourself but then after a while you realize okay these are some things i can change this went good and each time you watch it you'll get better and better mm -hmm. and each time you you know do it again yeah. And I, I want to go back on something really quick, Jennifer. You said yeah. that when you were getting your, um, uh, you were becoming a brand ambassador. You said you met with them to determine whether or not you were, you both felt like you were the best team. So it wasn't just that they decided that you were the best person. You also assessed the situation. Is there any advice that you can give people out there who maybe looking for like brands or whatever and how can they assess whether or not that brand is the best thing for them yeah so that's a good point because you know there are other brands that have approached me for small jobs bigger jobs and you just want to make sure that you're not just taking it just for the money it really needs to be a good fit for you do you believe in that brand do you like what it is do you like what they stand for you know is it is something you wear is it something in your everyday life you can't get out there and talk about something that you don't love. It'll mm -hmm. seem fake, right? So um, the the courting process for me was that I tried some of their samples and you know just really heard about the history of their brand, and then you know it was like almost like courting more or less, and then we got married pretty much. You were dating, <laughs> and then you put a ring on yeah. it. <laughs> that would be but my suggestion. But that's very interesting because I think there is like, um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people about like brand, about their brands and branding and how you can find like, like the right people for you. And I think, you know, what we try to talk about on this show is really like developing who you are as an individual, like having the mindset, developing who you are, having core values. I know we talked about this last episode and the episode before and the episode before about having like knowing who you are so it's easier for you to assess the right opportunity because not every opportunity is right for you. And it's and, and to be honest out there people, it is hard to find the right people for you. It is hard to find the right tribe for you. And it's not everybody. Not everybody has your back. Mm -hmm. So when when you were trying to find your and outside of this because I'm I'm getting back on the brand ambassador thing. When you were trying to find your tribe or find you know, people around you who were right for you. What were some of the things that you were looking for? Well, um, another brand that I do a lot of work with is L'Oreal. And uh, I went the reverse way with them. It's that I worked with L'Oreal because I loved working with L'Oreal, meaning like actually using the products. Mm -hmm. And because I used the products and loved it so much and started meeting people who work for the brand, they saw how much I loved it, how great I was doing, you know, my job. And then that relationship grew. So you can enter things in many different ways. It can mm -hmm. come from, you know, all different avenues. But I, I really think the number one thing is making sure that whatever brand you're trying to put out, out there, ask someone like, okay, this is what I want to be, whatever it is, say three things that are about you. Now, does your social media say that or does it say something mm -hmm. opposite or does it say it clear enough? So those are things that you can kind of look at and assess as well to make sure that you're matching because you wouldn't believe how many people 
are looking at us on social media and they're looking for people to promote as a brand ambassador or to even have like as an influencer for a small campaign. And they'll glance at your social media for a few minutes and they'll know right away, is this person or not? So I think it's important to have that out there and uh, just really be strong about who you are and making a media kit and sending it to the people and connecting through DMs as well is another great way with brands or people that you want to connect with. Right. And I, when we were talking the other day on the phone, you said that you help other people with branding and you you ghostwrite, right? Social media posts. Is that is that correct? Yes. So I'm, I'm helping a, a beauty brand uh, do their social media. And so I work with their marketing team and the marketing team is amazing and they all have great images, but they're not a hairstylist. So they have somebody who's a hairstylist who can just add a little bit more of a different spin to it and, and to check over the posts and I'll write the captions and move their posts around and help them with that. So yes, but nobody knows that it's me because it's all about the brand, but I'm just putting right. my expert advice in behind the scenes. Right. Because you've done it for yourself. So now you can do it for others. And I think that that, you know, that's really what an expert is. So I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, everybody just thinks that they're an expert now. Like, <laughs> you know, wasn't you, Bestie? I don't yes, know. You were talking to me about it. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So remember when we were having a conversation, I said, you know, everybody just thinks that they're an expert. But like, yeah. what, what defines expert in this day and age? And I think it's you know, it's you, you know, you have experience with that product. But, but I just want to add context to that, Jennifer. Okay. Yes. We were, we were dealing with somebody who claimed they were an expert and okay. they literally within like the first month we were like, yeah, this is not like, literally we we're like, this is not working out. And, and not only that, let me tell you how we knew they weren't an expert, right? They, they claim to be an, a brand expert. We went to their social media. They had like certain amount of followers, but nobody was commenting on any of their posts, mm -hmm. right? And we were like, well, how is it that you have something thousand followers, but you're only getting like one like every other post? So we were like, oh, maybe they bought followers, right? Like there was no engagement, mm -hmm. you know? And we were just like, you know what? This person is claiming to be an expert and they're really like, they're really throwing the wool mm -hmm. over people's eyes, mm -hmm. you know, like so, and that's, that's the sad context to that. For that, that that's good. So to me, I mean, it's an expert compared to what, right? Like, yes, I, I agree the word is kind of thrown around a lot, but back to the social media part, I really feel that if somebody doesn't have any engagement or comments, no matter if they bought them or not, I feel like that shows they don't care about the people that are there. And if you're really an expert and you really are passionate about your job, you're going to be writing back to these people, asking questions, engaging, DMing them. You know, that is how you build your community. You want to be able to not just be like a message platform. You are actually engaging with people. So that is the most important thing. And that's how people build trust through social media and and marketing that way. Mm, and, and that's what you you did to build your, I mean, you have like 50 or 60,000 like Instagram followers. So Jennifer is <laughs> <laughs> My TikTok has been blowing up lately, actually, the funny enough. I had like 200 followers on TikTok in like October of last year. And a few months ago, I put up a couple different, I changed the branding. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a little something different. I'll let you look at it to see. It's totally different than my Instagram. And all of a sudden it just went up. I like hit this magic thing and I have like over 30,000 on TikTok. Wow. Like, yeah, That's just funny. like that. I had a couple viral videos. You know, my um, the videographer that I was working with the other day was saying that she's like, why aren't you on TikTok, Darquay? I was like, I mean, I've been planning on getting on TikTok. She's like, no, yeah. no, no don't plan. She said the same thing. She did like one video and she mm -hmm. said she got like over 20,000 views on the, the video. And you totally need to be on TikTok. Yes. It's yes. it's a lot of fun. It can be addictive though. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's just like, like you're, you're, it's like the memes, you know, like yes. with the lecture memes, you just kind of got like caught up in the vortex and then it was yes. like, five minutes become like an hour and it's like wait what's happening <laughs> i wanted to share one thing here about the social media that you guys mentioned about the comments as well and this is something i teach a class uh, i was doing it mostly in salons but i also was doing one-on-one -on -one consulting as well like through skype 
And so helping people to brand their social media. And one of the biggest things is think about this. If we were to go to, we're not going to parties right now, but if you were to go to a party <laughs> and you had a beautiful dress on and I said to you, I love your dress and you did not respond to me, how would that make you feel? Mm, now, right. if you gave me a thumbs up and didn't respond, how would that make you feel? Right. Mm. So it's like if somebody says nice dress, thank you. I just bought this today. It's the first time I wore it. You know, I like your earrings or I like your shoes or nice to meet you. Like have a conversation. That's what normal people do. Think mm. about that with social media. That's mm. why it's called social media. Be keep social. It, okay. <laughs> like, but, you know, I think you're right. I think that it is about keeping it authentic because sometimes we're like, oh, it's virtual. But now yeah. virtual reality is reality yeah. i mean um i don't know if you saw um on linkedin they were putting out that like now um with certain companies a video resume yes. is going to be mandatory and that it doesn't matter what industry you're in you you're gonna need a video resume people so if you think you don't need any on-camera experience you're sadly mistaken well also <laughs> Even if they don't give a video resume, you can be sure that they're going to look you up. And if you have any videos online, that's oh. now your video resume, good <laughs> or bad. Because <laughs> that's the impression wow. they have. Right. So wow, that's you got to get, get ahead of it so you know how you want to be represented <laughs> versus them sitting up being your, your TikTok. <laughs> Imagine you're like, you're like interviewing for a job and they see some TikTok and you're at like a wild party when this is over and they're like, up with that yeah <laughs> or they might just say hey it must have been 2020. That's <laughs> true. That's the answer to every bad video that's out that's there like, true. 2020. oh never mind yes, yes. yeah yeah 2020 is canceled it's, it's done <laughs> it's it's done so um jennifer you know i'm wondering is there a little like you said that you had to rebrand yourself right is there a little bit of exploration that you kind of you know kind of try when you're rebranding yourself do you just like try a bunch of things and you're like yeah yeah, yeah. so the biggest thing for me is that what i do is not going to work for you and i can't give the same you know you have to find what works for you everybody's different we're all unique and there's so many tips out there and so many secrets and again you are an individual and the way that you put yourself out there as long as you're authentic and you inspire and you engage with people that's what's going to work for you once people you know connect with you when you find your people mm -hmm. uh for me in the beginning with instagram especially i would just put out in the beginning anything i wanted dinner whatever you know like <laughs> and then i started realizing oh i could get jobs from this then i started mm -hmm. doing more work but it got to the point where it was so much work that it was just like portfolio work portfolio work and then I realized if I put a photo of me up once in a while, it actually got way more engagement. It got more yeah. attention. I got more DMs because I thought like it was too vain to put everything up of me. I was thinking people would be more interested in my work, but they're actually interested in things that I'm doing. So I started looking at my analytics and all of the pictures and videos that were of me had way more saves, had way more shares. So if you look at it now, it's pretty much all me. And if you look, some people may be like, oh my gosh, she's so full of herself. But that's the stuff that actually gets me more, you know, engagement and people are connecting with me because they're actually seeing my face mm -hmm. as opposed to my work. Now my work is still in intertwined and in my stories and have highlights of different things of work. But again, that's what's working for me and that's worked for the path that I'm on. But everyone's on a different path. So try things, yes, change it up. Right. That's really I, interesting. Yeah. I how you said too that you you looked at the analytics because sometimes we might assume that people like something, but we don't know. It's not like a fact because I know other people who they'll start posting stuff about like food. And then if they do their analytics, like Tisha's husband, Jonathan, even my sister, <laughs> everything he post everything he makes it's just uh -huh. like his mouth is watering i mean they're from south carolina it's just amazing food but if he were to post all of his food and only his food and maybe not him he might see if he did his analytics oh is that bitly yeah he came Hi, over Bentley. he's like mama pick me up <laughs> welcome to the show bitly this is um jennifer's little dog everybody watching hey. 
And, and I don't know if you know this, Decora, but Bentley actually did a few movies and like some catalog stuff. Did he's it? actually in a Target campaign now. So in some Target stores, he's in there in a little purse. He did Secret oh Life. He did a commercial for them as the real dog. He was on Saturday what? Night Live with Harry what? Styles. He's a celebrity <laughs> dog. Yeah. Aren't you? I, that's, that's why he has his own steps. That's why he has his own steps because he's a celebrity. He what type of dog is he? He's a Pomeranian. He has his own Instagram oh, too. Oh, yes, him. Yes. Oh my God. He's so cute. on Instagram. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now people are going to be spooning over the dog. Everyone's going <laughs> to He's always on Instagram. I think you posted on your stories and like you were coming home and it yeah. was after, after your day. And I think um, Central Park and here comes Bitly. And I was like, Bitly his tail like tail. this, Wagon. Yes. But yeah. I see why he's spoiled. He's like, listen, I work. Yeah, he's paid the rent a couple <laughs> times. I'm not kidding. He has. <laughs> Bitly, does Bitly have a W too? He did last year. Yes, he really did. What? <laughs> he really did. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't my idea, but the accountant was like, when he sent it back, it was all filed. Bentley had his own like dog agency thing. I was like, okay, whatever works. Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Bentley, Bentley is like a whole, a whole like career dog right now. It is. But you want to know what? That's better than him just sitting around looking like, listen, I'm adding value. Do you see exactly. everybody? Even her dog is adding value to her life. I know. Yep. And my, my cat my cat has rent, so she needs to get out here and right. get a job. Nala. 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 <laughs> yeah, you need to get a job. <laughs> I'm going to work on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a thing. I think we yeah. have Nala, and Nala has personality. And let me tell you something. I do not like cats. I was attacked by three cats. Um, my sister knows this. My mother's probably watching. I do not like cats. But Tish's cat, Nala, mm -hmm. I actually like her. She's okay. very nice. She's the only cat I will be around. So I do think, oh, look, now she's out to get it. So Nala, yes, Nala. Oh, what a sweetheart. Nala. No, you gotta work though. You gotta work. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get a job now, boo. You gotta get a job. Okay. Like, but you're yes. my sugar mama. I don't know. Yes, you guys can collaborate and you can tell her what you did so that way Nala can succeed in the future. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I got Nala you. Nala's the cat ever though. So she's so sweet. <laughs> so, Jennifer, um, you know, so many people are trying to get their virtual lives together um, in this pandemic because they are working from home. Yeah, you. I mean, look at you. I think earlier you said you're you're currently on your phone and you look amazing. Thank what, you. What what's some advice or tips or tricks that you can give people uh, to stay virtual ready in this pandemic? Like, what things do you do? <laughs> So, I mean, I'm also doing stuff for like TV broadcasting. So that's, you know, it's a different thing than just Zooming or whatever. But we all need to look good, of course. So take it to whatever level you want. But if you're trying to do something for, say, as an expert or whether it be on TV or whatever you want to do, maybe you're creating content for someone. I'm right now in my living room for you guys. I thought this was the best place. Bring you into my living room so it could be your home, give you a little Christmas. But when I do um, QVC depending on what I'm selling, it could be I do intimate underwear bras. Then it doesn't look right if I'm in my kitchen. It doesn't look right if I'm on my couch. I move the set over to my bedroom. So you see a hint of my bed behind and it's about changing your environment. So I think if you really want to be an on-camera personality right now, you need to have a few different ways you can change your environment at home to make a different set. So one could be like an office, like you guys look like you have a nice office space. But maybe it would be nice to see you guys like cozy at your kitchen table or cozy on your couch another time. Or maybe you have like an outdoor space that you could use once it's warmer. So it's like changing it up that you are, if you think about a TV show, you watch TV shows and you remember like the whichever show, Cosby's, for example, you remember their kitchen, you remember their living room. Mm -hmm. Those are places there wasn't a lot, but you remember them all. So change it up to give viewers a little bit something more interesting to see so that they can get a vibe of who you are in your space. 
That's a really, yeah. yeah I think because yeah. you don't think you don't think the way people do in production. Like when you're on set, you're like, yeah, this is the set. This is where we're at. We're gonna yeah. locations. Right. We can't have the same look. But you don't always think that way at home. Even for us, I think I can like probably do them. And I like your frame too, just to put it out there, filmmaker. Yeah. I really like the the frame that you're yeah. in as well. I think it adds a little bit of ambiance. Mm -hmm. When you have depth yeah. behind you, it looks better than just like a flat wall, right? Yeah. It's nice when you have like I have friends who are like camera guys too, so they've came over and they've helped me at times to to figure yeah. out where's the best space for my place. And I have two ring lights, one on each side right here now. My apartment behind me doesn't have any pot lights. It's just a design. They're all in the front, but they're not in the back. So I've also, I mean, I could show you if you want to see. It's a little messy, but if you want to see, I'll show you. We want to see. Listen. <laughs> so, listen. Okay. So I have you on a Joby right now, and then I'll turn it around. So this is one ring light. You're on a ladder. It's very glam. And there's Ooh. the other ring light. Love it. And then I have this light over here shining to give oh, like light cool. through everywhere else. And then I'll show you the Joby thing that I have you sitting on. It's just basically a one of these. Can oh. You see? And lights can actually go on the ends here too. I just don't have them on there right now because I have the, so many other lights. Oh. So yeah, that is my set. And everything else. Besides what's on camera, it looks like a mess right now. And that's usually how I do my filming because I move everything else out of the way. Wow. <laughs> but you now know, you know my so, secret. That's so, that's so interesting because you have two ring lights on the side and then you have the, I've seen that light. Oh, I've used that light, but of course I wasn't, you know. Using yeah. yeah. Um, the box light in the, in the, in the back. Now, what did you say that in the back it adds, it adds light to the back for, is it a three three-point ring system? Yeah, so if you like, just system. if anybody's watching too, afterwards I can even send you a link. So if you need to post it on your feed or, and share where I get it. But yes, so it's like a little small box and you can turn it warmer, cooler. It's on a tripod. And mm -hmm. the reason for it is to just really boom and light up the whole room. You do not want this on your face. It is mm -hmm. like to light up the dark area. And again, just to remind you, I don't have any pot lights, just some lamps. It's all that's there. So without that light on, it's very dark in the nighttime. Because right. right now it's nighttime. So when I'm doing shoots, I have to think about like, what is it going to look like in the nighttime? What it's going to look like in the daytime? I, all of these blinds behind me usually are open. But in the nighttime, if it's like this, you'll see like the buildings behind me. It doesn't look as pretty. But in the day, I'll leave it open because it gives nice natural light. So there's some things like that you can switch it out to do. But uh, about the frame, I love to set it up first and try like a few positions. I'll move it around and I'll screenshot it. And then after I'll put it on, if I'm on my phone, it's not big enough for me to see everything. I'll put it on my computer. And then I, I'll go into usually like a Zoom or uh, something like that or a Skype. And I'll get the visual of what my camera position looks like. And then I'll start moving things around and go back and like look in the camera again. And then I'll go back and move a lamp add a plant, you know, move things like that. So that's mm. kind of how I do my setup. Hmm. You put a lot of effort and time you into it. Yeah. And it, well, that's what it is, Bethy, thought. You put a lot that's of thought behind it and it shows, It and it shows. Every time I see you, I mean, you're at home, but it looks like you're not at home because you're using different sets and you just, you look so great. You look Thank so great. You. Thank you. Um, I, I think I think that also goes back to like people thinking that in order for you to get an opportunity that is just going to happen, you know, um, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week as well, um, because, you know, people tend to think that opportunities just come out of the blue and that you don't have to and, and mm -hmm. be really prepared for it. You are like totally prepared, you know, like you're putting all your stuff together. You're being very thoughtful. And I don't really think people really understand how, how much thought you have to be, even when you get an opportunity, like you just can't show mm -hmm. up, you know, unless, unless people are willing to pay for it and take care of everything. But even then it takes a little bit of, a lot of preparation mm -hmm. on your end so that you can show up and show out. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that there's this misconception too when people see people online, Jennifer. Yeah. That you're showing up. Right. 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 Well, it looks you make it look like it's easy, but they don't yeah. know that you may have spent half the day 
testing these lights and moving things around and getting the right position for your camera. It just, I mean, it still probably could be way more perfect than what it is, but you don't need everything to be perfect. You need it to just be authentic and clean and clear and not distracting mm -hmm. and, and good lighting. So yeah, everybody can do it at try some different spots in your apartment and your location that you have and have fun with it. Sometimes I'll do, uh, and if you look on any of my reels that I have later, uh, I do some with hair color. What I do for that is I take all of my dishes, toaster, put everything away in the kitchen and I put all the hair products and color and everything there and it looks like a salon. I don't show the dishwasher. I like go above with that. So it just looks like it's a salon environment. So I'm trying to, I have a, a small studio and I try to make the best of the space that I have to make it be uh, like able to do virtual for multiple brands. Mm. That's smart. You know what I'm wondering, like when, cause I, I hear a lot of people always talk about some of the things that you're talking about, but when you're out there looking for research, it can be like so overwhelming, right? I remember I was, when I first started looking at YouTube stuff, I started buying into all these things. I got completely overwhelmed to a point where I was like, forget this, this is for birds. How, how can people, simplify it for themselves so that they're not like looking at because they'll listen to you and they'll be like oh man i got to do all these things right and sometimes you don't have to right there's like sometimes you just have to do and you have to be where you're at where you're coming from and you don't have to spend like yes. like they see you and they don't understand that you had a process mm -hmm. they're like there's an evolution you know of how you got and to where you're at right now, what are some basics that you can kind of um, tell some of our viewers out there so they're not like going online, going crazy? Yeah, so the basic that you're gonna wanna get is a tripod, and that could be a small one, like that I showed you that I was using, or you can get one that actually goes to the floor that you can put up for your phone. And I would get a ring light. One ring light, one tripod, you are good to go and then find your location in your place that you feel like would be the best spot. Test it in different lights because if you are filming something in the day, the sun might be blasting through the window at 2 p.m. and then all of a sudden it's gone. So you need to make sure that you might've set it up yesterday and it's good, but maybe now your interview is at that sun blasting time and you weren't expecting it. So always go on earlier, test it, take photos of what it looks like and even ask your friends, like, you know, what do you think of this set? Somebody might say, like, I tried one one day against my wall and I put my coffee table out and I, I was like, no one's going to know. It's like that TikTok. No one's going to know. They're going to know. I don't know if you guys can follow that. <laughs> but I pushed out my coffee table and I knelt down behind it and I was trying to angle it to make it look like I was standing at a table. But really, I was kneeling and I, I totally thought I faked it and I sent it to my friend. She's like, no, girl, you cannot use that. So <laughs> Sometimes you're just doing it for so long. You're like, I think I got it. But no, you don't got it. So <laughs> ask someone else what they think. You know, Jennifer, I just hear you basically taking risk. Um, Barbara, last week, Barbara said, you know, nobody's showing up for my perfect. Um, people show up for the value that you bring. And you just said earlier that, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's about being authentic. But um, with mindset, you know, I think that you really do like people and for viewers out there, we really have to get out of and you or them or whoever um, get out of the mindset of trying to be perfect, because when you're trying to be perfect, you're not as willing to take risk or to just fail. Like you said, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see if it looks like I'm sitting at my table and it doesn't work. And I had somebody look at it and they said no. And now moving on. But I think a lot of people get stuck there. They're like, I've talked to a lot of people who want to create content um and who they just they, they want to start but they are so caught up in being perfect mm -hmm. and they can't start i've even fell victim of it i remember for years i wanted to start my youtube channel and i would tell mm -hmm. i would tell tish i was like no i gotta have this and i gotta do this and then my branding has to be this and she was like girl just start just do this and <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. literally and one of the things that i've learned you know we are in our proud 30s whoop, whoop. Um, one of the things I've learned in my being 30, uh, 31 is that, you know, all that time that I wasted trying to be perfect, I could have been 
figure it out along the way, like to the point where yeah. you look up and it's like you you've tried so many things that you're just you're there. Um, I know that you you talked about it a little bit earlier, but like how you've taken a lot of risk, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be where you are today without taking risk. Like how how are you able to stay just so so bold? How are you able to be so bold um, and not be afraid of risk? Well, I mean, I think that you're right. It does come with age that you realize that you just have to do it. And again, like you, I totally understand what, what you were saying of trying to make everything perfect and then do it. It's not going to work that way. You have to do it. And then you're going to change your mind and technology changes. And maybe you'll see what people like. So you repeat the things they like and you lose the things you don't really like. So you're like learning along the way and it's just going to evolve. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Just yeah, the first thing is the baby step, making it happy, making it happen. Do you have anything that you say to yourself? Because I do a lot of self-talk. Like sometimes, like when I've been in auditions or, you know, when I've gone for interviews, I'm just like, you know what, Darquea? Get it. You did not come this far. Like I just, I have to like talk to myself like that. And I have to like, like I, you know, I used to box. And sometimes I'm like, Hey, listen, all that work you've been putting in all these years, you mm -hmm. better get it together. Uh, do you have anything that you say to like yourself? Or like <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is, and I heard this from a model a long time ago, who she told me that when she would go into a room, she would say, I'm going to make them love me. They're going to love me. And she would just say, like, I'm going in, they're going to love me. And so that kind of spoke to me in a way that, if you go in and you bring that energy, the good energy, I mean, it doesn't mean everyone's going to love you, I guess, because everybody sometimes doesn't like certain things. That's fine. But you're going to do the best you can to be your best you. And if you can bring that every time, that's always great. Um, something I always think about when things are hard is that if it was easy, everyone would do it and everyone would have it. So when you're doing something that's hard and you're like, this sucks, it's so hard, am I going to get there? You just have to remember that when you ask other people for advice, Maybe they never did that before. Maybe they never took a chance like that before. So mm -hmm. you can listen to it, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. Mm. You know, believe in yourself is number one. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And and you talk about, you, you are talking about authenticity, but I do think when you are true to yourself, you're willing to take more risk anyway, because... Yeah, because of your authenticity, because of who you are, because of knowing yourself and there's no one else who's able to tell you who you are. So I do right. think it goes hand in hand with being authentic and taking risks. Like if you have one, it'll be easier to have the other, you know? Yeah. And so. for me, the biggest risk, I don't know if you know this, Koya, because we know each other, but maybe you don't know, you know all these things. But my biggest risk was actually moving here to the U.S., to New York. I'm Canadian. I was, was going to say You might have heard a few words once in a while that you're like, where is she from? So, yes, I'm Canadian. And moving here, you have to get visas and, like, work visas. Your credit in Canada doesn't mean anything over here. Like, you start off like a, like a teenager again with your credit. So when I moved here 10 years ago, I literally moved here with, with no job. And I, I'm not coming from tons of money or anything like that. I came here knowing that I would get some work with a brand that I was doing a lot of work with L'Oreal, but not enough to pay for the apartment that I was getting, like not enough to do everything. But I knew that I believed in myself and I worked it out how much money I had to make each day on average to be able to live here. And that was the numbers always in my head every day that I need to make this amount of money every day to make this work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I have to go home. And then, you know, Sometimes it was hard. Sometimes freelancing, you're like rich, poor, rich, poor. I don't know about you guys, but that's yeah. kind of how it can go oh, sometimes. Yeah. And for me, I just had to believe in myself that I have the skills as a beauty expert hairstylist that if something happens, I will have to cut hair for someone on the street. Now, I wasn't going to go there, but in my head, <laughs> that was my fallback. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can do this. I can make it happen. And if not, I will do these other things or I'll have to go home. So, you know, just kind of going with that and just keeping with the program, writing your lists and believing in yourself. Because I could have listened to everyone else saying, you have a great job back in Canada. You have, you know, big house, you have a good relationship, like stay there. That's safe. But I didn't want to do that. I felt like I wanted to try something different. And I'm glad I did. 
And your why was big. Like, I think, um, I don't know if you, do you, do you know Hamilton? Are you familiar with Hamilton? I the haven't musical? seen it. No. Oh, okay. So I'm obsessed with Hamilton. Tish okay. knows I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with Hamilton. But one of the things that they talk about is like him being an immigrant, you know, really fueled his ambition. And I think that like with you, you know, your why, you were like, listen, why I'm here is because I have a dream. And if I don't make this, I have to go back home. And for some people, maybe their why isn't go isn't going back home, but maybe it's, you know, living living a life unfulfilled doing x y and z or you know being being taking care of their family taking care of their family i mean the the why is always the biggest thing and i think and with you saying that too i think that um you always have to go back to the core of why you're doing what you're doing anyway because it'll remind you why you're doing it you know like if you start to forget that then you won't you won't last very long Mm -hmm. So I think with any anybody in any industry, you have to always go back to to why in the first. But also, it has to be worth it because working in entertainment, being an entrepreneur is an emotional is an emotional roller coaster within itself. But working in entertainment specifically, um, sometimes you do have to ask yourself like, why am I doing this again? Because it's not easy. Like I don't, you know, for everybody out there watching, sometimes even when you think about how many years you've been pursuing this dream and then the money that you've made or the opportunities that you've gotten, sometimes you're just kind of like, hmm. but if you go back to the why that that's the passion that you have, you know, and it's like, I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I couldn't live a life unfulfilled doing anything else. So that, that drives you, you know? And um, also let's, let's put that out there for some of the, the people who, who like to tell you to 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 stay in your lane, right? Do what oh. they think is good. Let's put this out there. This pandemic happened, right? I'm just gonna put this out there. This mm -hmm. pandemic happened. All these people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost jobs in areas that they did that. Everybody said you should just stay in, but now they don't have this job. Now what? Mm -hmm. Now what? Yeah. I mean, you could have taken a risk and still be doing something that you love, right? In the pandemic, but. You didn't. <laughs> You're out there in these streets and you still are doing something that you didn't want to do. So it's worth, I, I always say it's worth taking a risk on yourself because at the end of the day, when times like this happen, which they often, they happen, mm -hmm. sometimes they happen, you know, 2007, I lost my job. 2007, Jennifer, I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I was promoted. You know, I was in finance and, you know, I made a change. And this happened and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm still happy. Right. Still yeah. happy. Well, can we also talk about yeah. diversifying? Because one of the things that I see that we all have done is we've diversified. Because even you, Jennifer, you were a hairstyle, a celebrity hairstylist, mm -hmm. and then you, you know, transitioned into on on-camera beauty expert. Um, you help people with branding. You diversified at your skill set. Same with you, Tish. You know, you were in finance and then, you know, got into film producing. And with me, I was an actress and then, you know, moved into hosting and, you know, kids out <laughs> singing and stuff. So um, I think it's really important to diversify. And that's something that this pandemic has taught has taught us and has taught everybody is diversify, diversify because nothing is guaranteed, you know, um, whether it's a natural organic transition like yourself, Jennifer, um, or Tish, or whether it's an intentional, you know, so yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. Well, some people don't want to do freelance because they feel like there's too much risk. But as you mm -hmm. mentioned, Tish, like your job was just poof gone one day and, you know, it can happen to anyone. So Anybody. when you yeah. have a freelance job, then you can have multiple streams of income and clients. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I did lose a few contracts this year because they had to be in person. They couldn't be done in person. And then I picked up other things that people needed more virtual stuff. So it mm -hmm. ended up working out. As long as you just keep yourself out there and keep looking, keep searching. Wow. That's true. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're saying that because I think um, me and Darkoy, we always talk about how COVID kind of layered, laid um, 
you know, the, the playing field for everyone to where everybody was in the same predicament at the same time. There was literally nothing that anybody could do. But if you had some sort of skill set, skill set that you could fall back on, that wasn't something that, you know, needed you where, where people needed you to be there physically. That's where we see a lot. We saw a lot of people score um, because they had, you know, um, diversified their portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I started doing in the beginning, beginning was helping brands. I was hired by a couple of different large beauty brands to train their their teams on how to set up their cameras and lights and and, you know, how to go through Zoom or all of those things and how to educate this way. And people have just evolved. And I'm just so impressed with how great everybody's wow. doing with their on camera stuff. So it's it's really changed our world. Yeah. Look at our whole little setup. We got green rooms. <laughs> We got yeah. a whole green room for you, Jennifer. <laughs> Not the green room. Yeah, green room. You know, our guests come on, they get to sit in their own private room and not be bothered. That's what's happening out here now. Like that's this is what we've come to. We've yeah. we're giving people their own virtual green rooms. Right. I'm Zoom too. So I'm just just saying. Times are gonna change, you know. Bob Dylan, Bob was it Bob Dylan who said times are a change? I'm not even going there because uh, I got the name wrong, and Barbara was like, and I was like, I'm not even. I don't even know. It was like Bon Jovi. That was Bob Dylan. Bon Jovi. Like, oh my god. It's Bob Dylan. I got it right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got it right. I got it wrong, Jennifer. Last. <laughs> How did you? Okay. I'm not even going there. Bon jo okay. No. <laughs> So Jennifer, um, you know, I think I think we're, co we're coming to an coming to an end. I'm just so sad because I just I know I miss you so much, and I just feel like I don't. We don't talk all the time, but I still feel like we're just friends. You're like I know. Well, I'm proud of you and everything that you guys have have been doing, and I still haven't seen the video song that you did. I need to see that. So oh, let me know yeah. where I can find that. I'll, send it, I'll text it to you. I'll text you the, the kids motivational album. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we want to ask you a wrap up question. Okay. Um, which we ask all of our, our guests. You kind of answered it a little bit, but maybe not. Uh, so what is your mantra for getting your mindset right and staying mo motivated? Like your life anthem. It could be like a song or a quote or even something that you say or you think. Hmm. So I, I read that question when you sent it to me earlier and I, I had a couple things in mind, but I, I don't feel like I have like one that I stick to all the time. Mm -hmm. I switch things up because, you know, some days I feel like, oh, the hell with it. Let's go do this. And then <laughs> other days something else. Um, but I think one that I remembered from a book a long time ago, it used to say where I'll be is where I am is where I am and where I'll be is up to me. So, you know, like you just think about what's going on right now. There's, you can cry about it or you can do something about it. And mm -hmm. so just remember that where you're going in the future, it's all your choice. Wow. Mm. That's that. really awesome. That's deep. That's really awesome. That's deep. Well, thank you so much for coming, Jennifer, <laughs> and talking to us. I just feel like it was girl talk. It wasn't even an interview. I just it was like fun. I know. I know. No, this, this is awesome. Also, guys, I want to remind you on November 23rd, which is next Monday, um, my new book comes out, Artistpreneur, launched. How to get things done, guys. Getting things done. It has tools and resources in the book. Let's just kind of keep it keep it tight. You know, you don't have to go out there, go to a million resources. We're just going to centralize this so that you can get it done. There's no excuse. No excuse why you can't get something done out there. So you can check me out on Instagram. On November 23rd, on Monday at 8 p.m., you know, hit me up at Get It Girl Tish. You know, yes. I think love I'm, it. Uh, and so. you can follow Jennifer McDougal. It's at the bottom of the screen at Jennifer yes. on TikTok. Are you are you the same on TikTok? Same name on TikTok. Yes. Okay. Every content <laughs> and Instagram. And, um, and yeah, guys, keep shining, keep doing amazing things. I see so many people out there who are just starting businesses, who are starting to create content. It really is a good time for, um, for anybody that has, that's thinking about doing something 
or anybody that's been doing something for a long time, guys, people are out there. They're looking at what everybody's doing and it's, it's, it's a really, really amazing time. So don't get scared. Don't get caught up, you know, and everything that's happening. And your perfectionism. And your perfectionism. Yes. COVID, but we're going to be okay. It's all going to be all right. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna leave the what did they call it at the beginning of the year? The year of vision for 2021 because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't I don't know I don't know eyes wide open eyes wide open Oprah had a whole event I don't know if you remember when Oprah was going on her tour she had Michelle Obama like everybody was talking about the year of vision I'm like yeah okay we definitely got some glasses we definitely got some glasses. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that to 2021, guys. <laughs> Let's get it started now. Let's make it happen in 2021. Thank you again, Jennifer. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.